Hi, everyone. Um, it's been a while since our last podcast, but I'm very happy to welcome you all back for uh, a new episode of the Corpus Venturing podcast. Um, and um, in the context of practice what you preach, I'm very happy uh, to have a colleague of mine here with me today, Johan van der Straten. Uh, he's the director of the digital operations team at PwC, um, as well as a very inspiring startup uh, that is collaborating uh, with our uh, digital operations department, Iristic. So also welcome to Johan de Geerte, the CEO of Iristic. As you can see, we have uh, two people with the same name. So I'll do my best to make it clear to uh, all listeners who are speaking at what point. So uh, it's a bit of a challenging one today with two guests with the same name. But maybe first of all, I'll let my guests introduce themselves. So um, Johan de Geerter, maybe you can uh, start the conversation and explain us a bit more about Iristic. Elise, uh, thank you for the invitation. And indeed, my name is Johan de Geiter. Uh, I'm the CEO of uh, Aristic. And Aristic is a Belgian-based company that uh, manufactures smart glasses. Smart glasses are, um, industrial smart glasses are the, the Google Glass, but then for industry, they are typically used by what is called frontline workers. Frontline workers are people who need both hands. And um, if you look at our um, markets, it's uh, typically about 50%, 5-0 in Europe, about 40% in the US. And smart glasses are used in industries like telemedicine, um, field services, maintenance, manufacturing. Um, I'll explain later on in the podcast what smart glasses exactly do and, and where, what are the benefits. Okay. Thanks a lot for that introduction. Um, Johan, my colleague Johan from PwC, maybe also good to know a bit more about your background. Um, so uh, please go ahead. Okay, thank you very much, Elise. So indeed, my name is Johan van der Straten. I'm currently responsible for digital operations, where our, our role as PwC is that we, we guide and we advise industrial companies on how to prepare themselves for the future. And of course, uh, digital or digitization is a very important element of that. Um, what we do at PwC is that, that we, we take our clients through the whole journey from the initial strategy and vision development. Where should we go as a company? What are the benefits we are looking for? How we want to improve the lives of our clients, but also the lives of our employees. Um, to, and then turn that into a, a, a tangible and actionable roadmap and help uh, them execute on those those promises and that vision. And for that, of course, we are, are always looking for and always screening the market. What are those uh, good solutions that are already out there? And how can we make sense of them for our clients? And, and that's what we do in our digital operations practice on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, and I think that fits really nice with the idea of open innovation, eh? where, where corporates before only looked at their own R&D departments or their own people to come up with innovation. Uh, but today, more and more, uh, we're looking uh, more towards an ecosystem of uh, involving also external players to come up with innovative solutions. And I think that's also how this um, partnership came to life. Maybe Johan, could you tell a little bit more about how PwC looks at this open innovation strategy, um, specifically in your field of uh, digital operations? Yes, okay. So if you think about uh, the topic of digital operations, um, I think you can talk about two 
players or two parties in, in the field. You have on the one hand the industrial companies that are typically multinationals or, or can also be uh, SMEs, but they are all looking to, okay, I see a lot of technology providers. They all promise that they have the best solution. How can I, as a company, benefit from that? And what should I choose? So the most heard question is, help us select the right party. On the other hand, if you talk to the other spectrum of the whole uh, ecosystem, which are all the typical technology providers, what they typically say is, yeah, we want to have access to the biggest potential clients, which are, again, the multinationals and the bigger companies. So it is our role to connect those two uh, parties. And that's really how I see the role of, of PwC in that ecosystem. It's, it's a matter of connecting the dots. It's a matter of, of opening doors uh, for both uh, other, other uh, parties in the ecosystem. And the idea is that we all have a shared goal. Huh? And that's also the ecosystem approach. There is a win-win-win. Huh? If you put together those three companies, everybody will benefit. And it starts by creating that, that shared vision, that shared goal to really make sure that we would um, then also deliver on the results. And we have quite some examples on that where we have, for example, with also Iristic, developed specific use cases that show already the benefit, but also implemented that at different clients. And I think that's a very powerful situation because then you get some kind of avalanche effect eh, where the first good use case can be used to convince the next parties in the ecosystem, but also can attract um, other technology providers to, to make the solution even better. And that is where I believe open innovation has the, the real benefit of, of always showing the potential of what you already have done, but then link it to the next step and link it to the other parties in the ecosystem. But I think maybe there, it's also good to hear uh, the, the, the perspective of, of Iristic uh, and how they look at this, this open innovation topic. Yeah, correct. I would like to add on that one because you mentioned that uh, the, the main objective of, of PwC is, of course, connecting dots. Huh? Who are the suppliers and who are the, the companies looking for suppliers? But I think in, in our collaboration, it goes even a little bit further. Right? I think we we took it, it really put into practice this this idea of this connected worker. And it was in the beginning, it was just an idea. And I, I think our collaboration was even an, an, an idea of co-creation, uh, not only open innovation, but open co-creation, I would always say, it put that idea into practice. Uh, I think in the beginning, we had um, an idea of what could this connected frontline worker be. And then you were looking for solutions. And we, on the other, other hand, looked at your your look at the industry or your opinion on the industry and, and that that was actually a nice well marriage I wouldn't call it but actually a nice collaboration between the two of us yeah and I can imagine um, Johan that Iristic has 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 other partners also had opportunities to partner up with other parties um, what would you specifically say um, was um, attractive in partnering up with PwC? Um, and, and, and the journey you have already gone on together with, uh, with us. Yeah, a bit to my own surprise, uh, PwC was was not a, uh, I would call it a traditional consultancy firm. Right? They were not just trying to sell as much slideware as possible. That, that was definitely not the case in here. They were 
generally interested in the industrial use case, really trying to solve a solution, uh, try to solve a problem with a practical solution for a company. I think that, um, I think the first thing that we did together was really trying to solve a real case, a, a, a real uh, customer that had a customer demand and trying to um, come up with the best solution for them. I think that the slideware was only created afterwards between brackets. Huh? So that was really nice. And, and the second thing that was really nice in, in discovering was that, um, in my opinion, these traditional consultancy firms mainly focus on these, what I would call traditional IT environments, eh? how to implement an uh, ERP system or how to optimize uh, the, the back office systems or something like that. And this was definitely not the case in our collaboration. We were really focusing on this operational frontline worker, the person that is in the factory doing a maintenance job, doing this, um, this manuf um, operating this manufacturing tool. So that was really nice. And, and that is, I think it was the, the sweet spot of our collaboration, focusing on, on that on that area within within other companies. So we had the opportunity to really go to joint uh, customers uh, together. Yeah, yeah, I understand there's part of, of, of co-creation, but also uh, joint go-to-market. So it's a it's a dual um, yeah, win that is created by, by collaborating together. Um, maybe Johan, uh, on, on behalf of PwC, would, would you like to add anything when it comes to the benefits of working together and specifically why Iristic? Yeah, yes, of course. And, and I, I do have to maybe disappoint Johan from Iristic. We also do traditional uh, uh, consulting services with the backbone, with the, with the back um, office systems. Uh, but what I think I want to bring in different elements. Um, one thing that is linked to digital operations, eh, because we now spoke on the frontline workers, eh, that, that is, let's say, one of the things PwC is very much focused on is basically because a lot of companies, when they look at digital operations, they look also at a cultural change. They look at how can we as a company enter the digital era in a world that is still built with a lot of uh, technology from 20, 30 years ago. Eh? We are in Europe. We have not the luck that all our installed assets are very, very recent. Eh? Of course, we do these upgrades and we have new lines, but the majority of our installed equipment is 20, 30 years old. So when companies start reflecting on digital, they think about automation and taking the next step. But that is typically what I call the happy few because it's, it's your engineers, it's your 10, 20% of the population of a company that will be affected by that. Your frontline workers, which are typically 70, 80% of your total population, they still enter a factory that is not digital. You cannot imagine today how much paper still is used to, for instance, record information. Well, that is something, if you can change that, and that's also why we got together with Iristic, and you can give them the tools to make their lives easier and also take out some of these typical frustrations. Yeah, that has a huge impact, not only on the, the use case itself, but also on the cultural impact that you can achieve. Because then you make digital, not only for the happy few, but for your full population. And you can create this kind of feeling of let's, okay, let's now build further. Because all of these things, this is technology that is out there. And yes, sometimes there are some learning curves and, and things need to be developed, but already the first steps can be made with technology that is ready today. 
So that is, I would say, my, my entry point on the on the digital operations aspect. What I also liked very much in the collaboration with Iristic is that also PwC was confronted with an issue one year ago. Huh? Guess, guess which problem? Uh, we do international projects and suddenly we are restricted to our own desk. And how do we then visit our international factories? And how can we still provide our advice if we cannot enter the shop floor in another country? At that moment, we, we, we had a problem and we started looking how our partners, our ecosystem could support us. And, and in that uh, situation, we started using Iristic ourselves. So it was not only towards clients that we uh, present Iristic as a solution. We also see it as a solution for some of our own problems. So now, instead of send, sending a bigger consultant team, which has a cost, uh, travel cost, hotel, uh, flights, we sent a very limited team, if even any team, and we equip them with a smart glass. Cost reduce dramatically, but you still can have a physical present because you still can look at some of the physical processes with a glass that is then um, used as a tool. And and that are smaller things, but that I think is exactly what what uh, I really enjoyed in this collaboration uh, from uh, uh, yeah from Iristic. Yeah, I think if I might add to that, I, I think it was a pleasant surprise to see that um, PwC brings, of course, a lot of form formality between brackets to the table. And so they follow a process, they have a clear objective. But on the other hand, they also had this, this flexibility of trying to solve an uh, an unexpected issue, huh? the COVID-19, nobody expected that one. That was in nobody's roadmap uh, for this for last year. And so still we came up with uh, quite some uh, solutions together. And that, that was a real nice uh, collaboration. So not only we had this this almost, I would say, formalized idea of how we would go to markets. So that was one aspect and, and we're still working on that one. But it was also the, the element of, yeah, let's try to solve real problems and let's discover in this real problem solving what would be beneficial for us and, and what eventually could also be used for our potential mutual customers. So that was a real nice, um, nice uh, uh, approach to things. Yeah, and and Johan uh, from PwC, that agility uh, working with a with a young venture being agile allowed also PwC to react in an agile way. Um, is that one of the reasons why? Because when we speak about smart glasses, there's also larger tech companies out there providing uh, smart glasses solutions. But um, uh, PwC decided to partner up with uh, a local young company, Iristic. Um, I can imagine imag agility is one of the reasons. Is there is there are there other reasons why you feel more comfortable teaming up with uh, Iristic comp compared to the giant uh, tech companies offering the same solutions? Well, I think if you speak about same solutions, I think I need to nuance that a bit. Eh? I think uh, Iristic was was the first industrially uh, equipped smart glass that had all the features that industry was looking for. So I think it adds, adds a unique advantage eh, when we started the initial discussions. Of course, there are there is now competition on the market and there are other devices. But I think agility, but I think it's also the, the speed of responsiveness. Eh? It's, it's the fact that eh, also the local presence is, I think, uh, one of the key factors. But the fact that you can take your phone you can call Iristic and you have an immediate response and, and feedback on your specific question. It's also the fact that if you take a giant player, 
you can also pick up the phone, but before you get a satisfying answer, it can take some time. And I think that's that's really what creates a difference. And on top of that, what I also appreciate is that when a client, when we introduce the problem, or sorry, when we introduce the, the solution to a client, typically they get, they know their, their problem. Um, when we introduce the solution, um, it's like with a snip of your fingers, you can then give them a device. Eh? And we even integrated now the Iristic glass in what we call a connected worker kit, where we have selected, pre-selected uh, several solutions, but all together, they offer more than the individual solutions one by one. And that is something unique that, that, that our kit can offer. And in one day you are started as a company. If you, if you reflect on sometimes how long it takes for companies to, to do this selection of which hardware, like you said, that there are so many bigger players and should I choose A or B? At the end of the day, in your initial starting point, that does not matter. You just want to see what the value is. And there it's very, really, really crucial to have the right partners that can show and demonstrate early successes. And I think we really have found the right partner in, in Iristic uh, on the smart glasses uh, perspective. Yeah, yeah, and I think Johan, you, you, on the other side, of course, and, and you mentioned that um, very briefly in, in another re response that you gave. Um, of course, you always have the analogy of the the, the big tanker and, and and the small agile speedboats. Um, so you mentioned, yeah, there there are processes, there 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 are formal steps to be followed when a partnership is created. It's often one of the reasons why uh, collaborations with corporates and and startups fail. Um, how did you experience that um, with PwC and how did you overcome those challenges to make it a successful partnership? Yeah, I think as Johan, um, PwC, Johan mentioned, uh, so um, we were already dealing with quite some large players in the market because in, in, a certain, uh, in a certain way, we were one of the first to bring an industrial solution to the market. So in that respect, as I mentioned, about 50% Europe, 40% of our customer base is in the US. And amongst our customers, you have companies like, like Bayer or Johnson & Johnson and Medtronic, which are not small players, although eventually if you if you boil it down to a specific project it's still with john and jake that you are dealing with so in that respect also within large companies it's, it boils down to the people doing the project so um so the collaboration with uh, uh, pwc was, was specifically uh, interesting because um I think we, we appreciated each of each other's uh, or our mutual strengths, I would say. So we respect them. And, and in this uh, collaboration, it was really uh, complementing each other. It was not like uh, we were trying to um, um, try to steal part of the cake. Uh, I, I think we generally were trying to make the cake larger for everybody. I think that was the, the real spirit of this uh, collaboration. And I think in general, that is always a... Um, um, it's always a struggle between larger uh, corporations that say, okay, I'm big, I'm, I'm large, and please just uh, be part of my solution and for the rest, uh, shut up, uh, put up or shut up is, is the, the, the part here. So that was definitely not in the beginning of our relationship, that was not uh, the case. So I think if you if you respect each other's strengths and if you, if you complement each other's strengths, that is definitely a, a good basis to do certain things. Yeah, I assume Johan from PwC, you also have some experiences in the collaboration where maybe the the 
the speed or the visage timeline or the, the, the goals were not defined or lined from the start or did that go smoothly in, in, in your experience? Well, I think it's, it's what, what Johan said is respecting each other's strengths, but also respecting each other's maturity. If you, if you go in and you say you expect the world to be perfect as from day one, well, that's not a realistic expectation. And it's, it's about from the beginning having an open communication, but also sharing what is possible and what not. I think also, again, in digital operations, people want comfort. And if you can say this is perfect, this works every time and it costs nothing, then they will be happy. But that's not the reality. If you want state-of-the-art solutions, it costs money. And you have to accept a certain degree of, of risk-taking. But that has not changed. Eh? That was in the past as well. Eh? If it was easy and you just could do it without risk, everybody does it. And I think that's a bit of a, a kind of cultural thing as well, eh? a mindset thing. And, and I'm not saying that everybody should start spending all his or her money on, on digital solutions. Let's also uh, be, be um, responsible and reflect on where or where not to take risks. But it's, it's about entrepreneurship and it's about, it's not agility because for me, and maybe I'm now uh, generalizing too much, but if you compare to, to Europe, to, to US and Asia, the, the times that you have discussions here in Europe and you introduce a new solution, I did it five years ago with the initial Google Glass. Huh? It was not designed for industry. The first thing that every company said, yeah, this will not work. In US, they had success because in US, yeah, let's try it out. It's the same product. It's the same environment, uh, industrial environment, but it's the way that people respond to it that is completely different. Does it mean that, that we are doing better in Europe? No, not today. But I really have the feeling that if we don't start um, fastening or speeding up our adoption curve of new technology, that at a certain moment, we as Europe, uh, uh, calling myself a European, that, that we will be lagging behind. Other continents are moving ahead very, very fast. And it's, it's not like I want to frighten people. Uh, but if you look at what is already normal today in Asia, in society, but also in industry, uh, we really need to take uh, also steps forward. And it's, it can start with small and little things. That's exactly what these this type of solutions bring. And I hope that step-by-step uh, step we will get there. Yeah, let, let me try to add on that one because I I, I do, if I was a little surprised about your, your question about focusing on the agility, of course, because that's a cliche that large companies like PwC are not agile and young companies are very agile. I think that is not the, the, the key issue here. I think what Johan, uh, uh, PwC Johan said here is about entrepreneurship and eh? trying to bring something uh, that is maybe not done before, not just trying to copy something, but trying to invent something new. And and I, I'm not so I don't say that Johan PwC Johan is pessimistic, but I don't have this uh, this negative feeling about that the others are doing it better. I mean, maybe not an industrial example that I can give from my experience, but for instance, introducing uh, smart glasses in telemedicine is something that was done first in Europe. I mean, Johnson & Johnson and Medtronic selected companies like us and others and our partners to try out solutions um, 
here in Europe uh, for, for various reasons they did it. So it's true that maybe some sectors and the industrial sector might be one of them where there is a globally a, a more advanced situation at this point in time. But I wouldn't be, I'm, I'm not negative, I'm not, I'm not, not pessimistic about it, that the, that stops us, that we should not try to be this uh, entrepreneurial uh, teams or that we should have this entrepreneurial spirit to come up with new solutions. It's not because our machines are 20 or 30 years old that we should have ideas that are 20 or 30 years old. No, let's look at it. Let's just take it as a given and let's try to come up with a solution to overcome this situation. I think we are clever, agile enough to try to have this uh, entrepreneurial spirit and, and again, that was to me, the first time that we uh, collaborated with uh, PwC, that was a surprise. I mean, it was really a team of uh, intrapreneurs, entrepreneurs that was really trying to come up with a MVP for the customer. It was an uncharted terrain. They really tried to come up with a good solution, not try to copy a solution, but really try to create a new solution of this idea that they had this connected worker put into practice. Yeah, and I think that that also fits our, our our general strategy when it comes to startups quite well. I think um, we we have been focusing on on uh, young innovative companies for for quite a while now, and it has never been purely from a sell to or advice point of view. It has always uh, been um, a, a threefold, with also working together, um, selling with, co-creating, um, and then of course also using or or being a client from innovative solutions. And I think. In that regards, it's it's always good to see to to highlight another angle, not just us as as advisors to young companies, but as collaborators with young companies. So I'm uh, of course very happy to hear that uh, that their yeah. entrepreneurial spirit is high. Yeah, and absolutely, and 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 again, I didn't have the feeling that it was done because of the sexiness of working with young companies. There was always the question of business case and of uh, bottom line philosophy. So. That was the right spirit because eventually, I, okay, young entrepreneur, young startup companies, they can be, uh, yeah, it can be a free spirit. But at the end, we want to solve a problem and make money out of it. And that is the reason why we start with new companies. And so, nothing wrong with trying to be sexy, but I think it's even better to to, to come up with viable business cases, building MVPs, building first products, and following that 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 routine almost of trying to come up with new ideas. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe um, I see that we're nearing the end of, of, of our time together, but I think um, you mentioned a lot of um, yeah interesting points of views on working together. Um, maybe Johan, if, if you could give, um, Johan from PwC, if you could um, maybe address the corporates in our audience and share some insights or your one big tip on how to make startup corporate collaboration successful, uh, that I'm very curious to hear the same from Johan from Meyerstick when it comes to uh, startups, a tip for a startup. So maybe first the corporates, Johan from PwC, what, what do you think is the, the most important thing when working together with innovative young companies? What, what I think is the most important thing is to select a good problem and to make it as tangible as possible and use a scalable problem something that would solve one problem but if it succeeds can also be extrapolated or if you just tweak it a bit can be used in different environments um, and it's only in the working together part that you really get to know 
the the young and innovative startups it's not in the pitching pitching can be nice but there are people that are pitch champions and they are very good in pitching but at the end of the day the product is not what it should deliver so it is really about getting started selecting your problem and then doing something that would be my golden tip if i can call it like that okay so if i summarize collaborating for the sake of collaborating definitely isn't enough um it's really about uh getting together around the table uh, co-create and, and think together uh defining the problem thanks a lot for that uh johan from iristic do you have any such relevant insights for startups looking to collaborate with uh larger corporates well if you have the opportunity as a startup to work with a larger organization then there are two things that i think you should do that is making sure that you know what your strength is your real strength is your unique strength and making sure that you do not compromise on that one but then use all the whistles and bells that are offered by these larger companies to have this multiplication effect. I mean, if you're trying to become a large company, then the help of another large company is definitely what you should benefit from. So do not compromise on your own strength, but use all the whistles and bells of large companies to have this multiplication effect. Great. Thanks a lot. I think... Um... This is where we can wrap up. Uh, I would like to thank you both, Johans, for um, being uh, here today on this podcast. Um, uh, we will definitely put the link to um, the Iristic website um, also in the, the, in the text uh, accompanying this podcast. Um, so if people want to know more uh, about what you are doing, uh, then they will easily find their way. So thanks a lot for this. And um, hopefully let's speak again soon. My pleasure. Thank you.